Having a food allergy can be a challenge for adults, but what about for kids and their parents? We're discussing how to live with pediatric food allergies. This is MIMO Med Talk. Thanks for listening. I'm Joey Waller. Our guest from Maimonides is Dr. Michael Marcus, Director of Pediatric Pulmonary Medicine and Allergy Immunology, as well as Vice Chair of the Pediatric Ambulatory Network. Dr. Marcus, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. So, in a nutshell, what causes a food allergy? A food allergy is an abnormal immune response to a common substance, in this case, a food. What turns on the process, we really don't know, although food allergies do run in families, as all allergies can. So, generally speaking, what symptoms should parents look for in children to detect a possible food allergy? The symptoms can vary quite broadly. It can be classic allergy symptoms such as sneezing, runny nose, coughing, or wheezing. The more common symptoms that families always think about are various rashes such as eczema or hives. But these kinds of reactions are not always the reactions that identify a food allergy. Finally, in the most severe case, you can develop something called anaphylaxis, which is the most severe type of allergic reaction, where not only are there the skin reactions, but also there's a true difficulty breathing to the point where it could become quite dangerous. So how do you usually go about testing for a food allergy? There are three basic ways that food allergies can be tested for. The first way that doctors tend to start with is with blood tests. Blood tests have the benefit of being able to be done across a broad range of ages, although the inconvenience of sticking a child with a needle is not small. The problem with blood work is that it can show reactions that are not true food allergies, so-called false positives, where it looks like a person is allergic to the food when they're really not, And it can also have false negatives, where you can have no reaction at all in the blood, yet still have a reaction to the food. The second type of test is the classic allergy skin testing. This is certainly more accurate than the blood test because you're actually introducing the purified protein of the food that we believe is the cause of the reaction directly under the skin with a small prick. This gives you a more accurate result, but is certainly a bit more uncomfortable for the child. The gold standard though, is a direct challenge. This is done only after one of the two previous tests are done. With a direct challenge, the child is given the tiniest quantity of the purified protein to see if a reaction actually occurs. It's such a small quantity that you won't get a serious reaction, but it needs to be done under a physician's care so that whatever reaction occurs can be taken care of in a safe fashion. Gotcha. So what foods are children most typically allergic to? In theory, you could be allergic to any food, but the things that children become allergic to more commonly are a group of five or six foods, beginning with milk, eggs, peanuts, soy, and wheat. Fish also becomes an issue. 
But the thing to remember is that it is not common to develop a reaction to food the very first time they're exposed. There has to be some previous exposure of some type so the child would become sensitive to the food so that on the second or subsequent exposures, the actual allergic reaction develops. So what's the normal course of treatment if there is an allergy present? Well, the first step is to avoid the food. If a patient is known to have an allergy to peanuts or milk, then you have to totally avoid that food. And clearly, such as in the case of milk, finds an appropriate substitute so the child has proper nutrition. If a child develops an actual reaction to a food that's taken in accidentally or perhaps on purpose, the proper treatment would be the treatment of the symptoms. So if you have reactions in the skin, you would want to use antihistamines. You may need a skin cream, such as a topical steroid. But if you develop something called anaphylaxis, that most severe reaction, you would want to use a device called an EpiPen as an immediate short-term safety measure and then have the child immediately brought to a hospital emergency room for further care. How does treating food allergies differ, if at all, between kids and adults? It really doesn't differ a great deal, only that since children are smaller, they could have more severe reactions more quickly. And so in the most severe case, you need to act promptly, not hesitate to use the emergency medications and get to an urgent or emergency room quickly so that the child can be kept in a safe condition. Do kids ever grow out of a food allergy, so to speak? Absolutely. We're really not sure why, but many children will outgrow the majority of their food allergies that they develop at early ages. To give you one example, children with a milk allergy are found to have about 90% outgrowing it by the time they're age two, and more than 95% outgrow it by the age of 10. Some food allergies tend to linger longer and are less likely to be outgrown, such as peanut allergy or shellfish or other tree nut allergies, where more common foods such as milk, eggs, wheat, and soy, most children will outgrow over time. One of the keys that I like to advise is that the best way to minimize the risk of a reaction continuing or a food allergy continuing is to try to completely avoid the food for as long a period of time as possible. And then when you want to try the food again, under direct supervision of an allergist, go through an oral challenge with slowly increasing quantities being administered in a medical setting so that if a severe reaction does occur, it could be cared for. Interesting. Good to know. So what makes Maimonides the right place for children to be treated for food allergies, would you say? At Maimonides, we have an extensive experience with food allergies. We care for children who have allergies from the youngest age right on through adolescence and even adulthood. We care for the children in terms of both evaluating the testing by being able to do all three types of testing that we talked about earlier, as well as the slow reintroduction of foods. 
There's also a relatively newer product on the market specifically for peanut allergies. And this product has been approved in children who have diagnosed severe peanut allergies. And by administering it, we can decrease the risk of developing one of the more severe reactions, anaphylaxis. It doesn't allow the patient to go around and start eating peanut butter for lunch every day, but it does minimize the risk of that severe reaction, putting the child and the parent at ease and allowing them to resume a bit more of a normal life in school and among friends and family. And of course, many kids do love peanut butter. Well, Doc, you led me perfectly into my next question. Is there anything else new in the field of kids' allergies that you're particularly excited about? Two things. First, there's some new work that has been published and that many pediatricians are starting to work with, where if a child has a high risk of developing food allergies based on their parents' history or other siblings, that will allow less of a risk. It is a form of introduction of foods where instead of delaying the introduction of foods until a later age, there's actually an earlier introduction of foods as early as four, five, six months of age. And so things like peanuts are actually introduced at an earlier age in a safe fashion to try to desensitize the child even before an allergic reaction occurs. This work is exciting and we're hoping that it'll extend to other foods beyond peanuts, but the data right now is only in the peanut range. We also know that there's lots of work being done with other food desensitizations. And so where we now have a successful treatment for peanut allergies, decreasing the risk of anaphylaxis, there's a number of studies underway looking at the other common food causing allergies in children, such as wheat, soy, and eggs. Looking forward to that research and having those treatment options in the future. A couple of other things before we wrap up. As a specialist in pediatric allergy and immunology, what got you interested in that field, would you say, in the first place? I became interested in the field because I realized early on that the immune system is a very basic part of the normal function of the body in helping us fight infections and also in keeping the body in a safe functional fashion. It also became clear that abnormalities of the immune system were the cause of many of the illnesses and problems that we care for. So regardless of what organ system was involved, regardless of what specialty was involved, the immune system crosses over all of those areas. And so I became interested because if I wanted to have the greatest impact across medical field in terms of helping patients, then I would need to understand and treat problems that affected the immune system in a consistent, knowledgeable fashion. Interesting. And of course, needless to say, nowadays with COVID and vaccines in the news, it's something that is on just about everyone's mind. Well, folks, we trust you're now familiar with food allergies in children. Dr. Michael Marcus, thanks so much again. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Same here. To make an appointment, please do call 
718-283-7500. Again, 718-283-7500. For more information, please visit MIMO.org. Again, that's MIMO.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please do share it on your social media. And thanks again for listening to MIMO Talk. Hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Waller.